0: Today, I wanted to talk about a topic uh, that is very important to me and I think matters a lot when we're running our D&D games, which is to be on the side of the players, to be on the player's side. D&D is a cooperative RPG and we're part of that cooperative. It's our goal to work with the players to help build fantastic stories of high adventure. I have a, I have a key principle that I, that I often keep in mind, which is that players are understanding about half of what we're describing, right? They're busy people. They have lives and jobs, and they are tired and busy. And when we're describing situations to them, about half of it is lost in the translation between the thing that we have in our head, the words that we use to describe it, the words that they hear, and the image that they have in their head, right? There's a lot of lost information in there, which means it's important for us to not stick the characters with things that the characters clearly would have seen, uh, but the players did not. So we're going to walk through a few of these ideas and a few of the concepts of this idea of being on the player's side and what that what that means and how that plays out. We're going to offer example. I'm going to offer examples about how that plays out when we're running our D&D games. So some of the core principles of this idea that you're working with the players, not against them, right, that we're there on the same side. I often like to use the metaphor of the craps table. If you go to Las Vegas and you play craps, everybody at that craps table is on your side except for the dice. Uh, the 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 dealers and the players. All the players are there looking for good roles. The dealers want good roles because the players tip the dealers when they do well. Everybody there is on their on on the side of winning, except the dice, right? The dice are the enemy. We can take we can take that idea and bring that into our D and D game. All of us are there to watch the characters do awesome things, and only the dice are the things that can sway it one way or the other. So we are not a competitor. Uh, we are not a judge. We are not a uh, we are we are not a heartless arbiter of the rules, right? Our goal is to work with the players uh, w- using the rules of the game and using the situation and understanding how things play out uh, in order to bring the most interesting and most fun results to a situation. Now, that doesn't always mean it's good things, right? Bad things can be fun too. Complications are fun. Bad luck can be fun. So it's important for us to recognize that these bad and good situations can occur And we want upward and downward beats, right? You don't, a game where everything good happening all the time is very boring, right? And a game where everything bad happening can be very frustrating. We're looking for the middle. Good things and bad things and good things and bad things and good things and bad things. That's the pacing that we're trying to do as a DM. That said, we are still, the the only characters that matter are the characters. The only people that matter are the characters. Our NPCs aren't going to be mad at us if they have a bad game. Our villain isn't going to be mad if they have a bad game. The villains and the NPCs and the monsters aren't real. The players are real, right? And they will feel good or bad about different things. So we always need to be keeping that in mind, I think. I like to think of it that the DM is an antenna to another world, that there is this other place out there. There are these situations. And when we develop our situations, uh, those we develop dispassionately, they make sense for the world, right? That... We don't build scenes and situations around the characters. We build scenes and situations that make sense for the current story, the current location, the current situation. And we build those as realistically as we can using the ecology of of, of the world and everything like that. And then the characters get involved in them. And at the point where the characters are involved, now we're on the character side. Now we're on the player's side. And we're helping them understand the reality of this situation to navigate it as effectively as they can. It doesn't mean that everything good is going to happen. It doesn't mean they won't make bonehead choices. But it means they have all of the information that we can possibly give them to help them make informed choices. That's really what we're talking about. We're not the baddies right? We're not our villains. We're not on the opposite side of a chessboard. Our goal isn't to compete with them, right? And boy, I, I'll tell you where we get stuck with this is in gridded gridded combat can very quickly feel like the going back to the d d original roots of chainmail and wargaming, right? That's not what d d in my opinion, is about. Like then there are people who disagree with me. If you're watching this and you disagree, go with the gods. Just my opinion, right? Like th- that's just like your opinion, man, right? And my, this is, this is my view of the game. And my view of the game is it's a cooperative game. It is not a competitive war game. And we should treat it that way, right? We're on the side of the players. Again, doesn't mean that things are always going to be easy. You can still have four hill giants coming at you and that's really rough, but at least you understand what the situation is. Again, players understand about half of what's going on. Recognize that fact. Their characters understand way more about the situation than the players do. And we're going to show a bunch of examples where this could be the case. The characters are there. They're seeing things. They're hearing things. We are the eyes and ears of the characters when we're describing it what's going on to the players. And we need to remember that they're, they're not understanding everything that we're thinking about in our head. The characters are smart and skilled in their roles. They are better at their jobs than the players are at their jobs. So players will make mistakes that the characters would not make. And in those cases, we should probably say your, your, your character would know not to do that, right? Or we're going to assume your character is acting smartly. Don't, you know if you're running theater of the mind combat, don't surprise them with opportunity attacks because they moved from one enemy to the other. Right. Instead, say, if you move, you're likely to get uh, hit by an opportunity attack by that ogre that's standing next to you. Right. Remind them of these things Uh, and then say you don't have to if you don't want to. Right. Or here's this other way that you can handle the situation to do what you want. Work with them to meet their intent. Fun is not just upward beats. I described this, right? It's fun, fun is upward and downward beats. Good things happen, bad things happen. They could have advantages that they didn't discover and they could have real hardships. And it is our role to put the characters in challenging situations, but we can also help them navigate those situations. What is really the DM's job in this topic, right? Our job is to build the situation around the current story, right? Build the situation as it makes sense in the world. And we do that without really thinking about the characters. And that could be good or bad. It could mean that the characters walk in and it's a cakewalk because it's a bunch of low-level bandits, right? And they're ninth level, so they're going to have no trouble with it. It could be the opposite where they're first level and they're walking into a, a horde of giants, right? The situation will be different. You know, the, the situation won't always match the level of the characters, for example. And we build that dispassionately and we build that around the world. But then we wanna clarify that situation to the players. Make sure they're clear about the things that are important. Make sure it's clear about the things that are risky to them or the things that they could use as an advantage. Help them meet their intent. Ask them what they wanna do and then try to help them meet that intent given the, given the situation, right? Don't surprise them. You want to build a relationship with the player where they feel comfortable telling you exactly what they're hoping to do and not surprise you. Let the dice be the enemy, right? The dice are the baddies, right? The dice complicate things. The dice make things difficult. The missing, getting hit or getting crit on by a monster sucks, right? Our job isn't to pull punches on the crits. Our job is to make sure that players have all of the information they need in order to navigate the situation. Balance acting true to the situation with the fun of the game and lean towards the fun. So if you're ever looking at it and you're saying to yourself, this is the equivalent for a DM to say, well, that's what my character would do. If the DM says, well, that's what the world would do. And I'm sorry, you all hated it. The world's not real. The situation's not real. The players and their feelings are real. Right. So if there's an opportunity to look at this and say, what would the fun thing be to have happen in this situation compared to what the reality would be, what the probabilities of this would be in real life, you know, nudge it towards fun. Not always and not don't slam it all away from fun, like just goofy fun. And there's no reality to this situation. Lean towards fun. Right. Lean toward. And it's okay to have circumstances that are unlikely. Unlikely things happen all the time. That's cool. That's fine right? Let unlikely things happen, especially if it's fun. And sometimes it can be unlikely things that are fun and really bad for the characters. And that's, it's, you know, it makes you feel like when the player's like, oh my God, the villain, the main villain just walked in the door, right? And we're trying to pretend we're somebody else. Like that's an unlikely thing. That is really fun. So lean towards lean towards fun. The world and the story put characters in hard situations, right? The DM helps the characters make informed choices about how to face those situations the world is going to make things hard for the characters it's our job to make sure that the players understand what's going on and can make good choices about what they're doing so let's look at some examples warn them when they're going into a situation that could potentially be deadly if the characters would know they're about to walk into a deadly situation if they can feel it even even if you look at the situation and you're like you're about to walk into the cave of dragosa the most powerful black dragon known in the land right if they know that they're doing that say like you might be heading into a bad situation your character you know the hair is standing up on the back of your neck and you're really worried about what's going on this and and i just like to say it it's sort of the equivalent of like right clicking on a monster in a video game and seeing that it's red with a skull and you are wandering into a deadly situation and they say yeah we're going anyway then you go all right let's go right but at least let them know that they're ending entering a deadly situation uh, assume that the characters aren't involved in investigating a trap. And uh, those when it, when it, when somebody's is investigating a trap, or they think something's trapped, or a door is trapped presume all the other characters are at are a safe distance, right? Don't assume they're all piled up saying, oh, you're about to disarm a uh, exploding glyph. Let's all come and help, right? Hey, everybody check out, let's watch this. No, they don't do that, right? The characters, their lives are at risk. The player's lives aren't at risk. They're on their phone, right? They're talking about other things. They're thinking about how the traffic is gonna be on their way home. Assume that their characters are acting smartly and don't give them gotchas. Don't be like, well, sorry, you didn't say you weren't near the door, You know, ask, is that really what the character, a smart adventurer whose life is at risk, is that really how they would act? Don't give them gotchas. Ask characters to make group stealth checks. So when when the characters are infiltrating like a a manner of an evil cult, right? The evil cult took over a manner, and they're in the hallways walking around, don't say, well, you never did ask for a stealth check, right? Like the characters would know to make a stealth check. So say like, you know ask them would you guys like to be doing this stealthfully and they'll go, oh yeah right and then they say okay make a group stealth check and somebody says oh you know i forget what the ranger spell is you know what we should do is use pass without trace help them out right the characters know the characters know this stuff use their passive scores right we have passive perception passive insight uh, passive investigation these are three passive scores that characters have use those right if, if there's a secret door, find the person with the highest passive perception and say, you think you feel a breeze, but if the breeze isn't coming from the either the hallways. And then they stop. Ooh, the DM just gave me a clue. We should investigate these walls. I'm going to take a close look at the walls. Oh, okay. And then you give them a hint. Ask the players, are you sure when they're doing something that clearly would be dangerous? Make sure they understand. That what they're doing is actually dangerous. If their character would know it's dangerous, they should know it's dangerous. And ask them, Are you sure? There's there's fewer more fun and dangerous phrases than when the DM says, Are you sure you want to do that? And sometimes they say yes, you say, Okay, you do it, and it works, right? Like you don't always have to be, you know, telegraphing danger that they might not know about. You should probably telegraph danger. They would know about, right? If it's reasonable to be, feel dangerous, then you might bring it up. That's the question: like, do you want to check for traps, right? Like, it, should you ask that? And and the answer is like, if there's a reasonable expectation that the characters would be wanting, would know to check for traps, they you probably want to bring it up, right? Uh, let players roll back spells that they cast uh, if the character would know that it's not going to work. Uh, Example I use is if you cast a first level sleep spell on an ogre, right? It should be pretty clear that a a fresh ogre is not going to fall asleep with a sleep spell. And the character would likely know this. If it's possible, you know, then then it's probably fine. Like if it's within the range of the 5d8 of a sleep spell that that a creature would be knocked out by it, then it's a reasonable expectation. But if it's like 150% more, like an ogre has basically 150% more hit points than the maximum amount that a sleep spell could do. Let them know. Don't let them blow an entire spell slot on something that was a lost cause, unless it was expected to be that way, right? Unless it makes sense that that was the way it would be. Characters are smart, right? They're they're better at their jobs than the players are. Uh, ask for the player's intent and help them reach it. This is a big principle, right? Just help them. Ask them what they want to do and help them reach it. This really helps build trust between the DM and the player, and that trust is important and you do not want to break it. Uh, offer deals. I love offering deals, and the deals can be really scary, dangerous deals. Uh, an, an obvious one is like, how many people can I hit with a fireball? Well, you can hit three with a fireball, but you can hit five if you're willing to put one of your companions in it. Right? That's a deal. Right? That's a fun deal. And there's a lot of like, oh, back and forth. Right? So ask for other deals. You know, if you you know, you can make a DC 16 intelligence arcana check to channel the energy from the unstable arcane node. On a success, enemies will have disadvantage on their saving throws against your spell. You're you're, you're charging up your spell, but if you fail, you're going to hit with arcane feedback for two d10 force damage. Do you want to take that deal, right? And they're like, yes, I'll take it. And then boom! Oh my god, you're hit for 11 damage. Remind the players about advantageous terrain, right? If you if you're describing a situation, or even if you're playing on a grid and you see it, remind them that like, hey, you have these options for taking cover, or you could get the the high ground over here and uh, potentially have advantage against your enemies, right? Should remind them about things that they might've forgotten about. Give them hints and clues about puzzles that characters would, would clearly understand, right? If they're looking at a, a situation, just let them, let them know. Remind players of the things their character would likely remember, right? So history, like, oh, now you recall that back when you met the viceroy for the king that he mentioned that this thing was true. And now you're wondering, like they're not gonna remember all the beats of your story. Sometimes you have to remind them of things that their characters would remember right? Little bits of history, things that happened in previous games. Help them remember some of this stuff. They're not going to get it. You know, help them out with that. Uh, Use skill checks and characters' backgrounds to offer clues and tips, right? So if they don't If they're not picking up on a clue, look at the backgrounds and which one of those backgrounds would be for the, you know, for someone to most likely remember that clue or pick up that clue and use those backgrounds. Constantly, you know, constantly saying like, because you're a dwarf, you can look at these statues and you remember the time when the dwarves were at war with the giants, right? And this reminds you of this and tells you like you're in giant territory. Use those backgrounds. It makes them feel like they did it. And that's a really, you know, that's a really powerful tool. Like always be thinking through the eyes of the characters when you're offering things like this, like what are their characters seeing and doing and feeling and remembering, and, and what knowledge do they have, right? And and tap into that when you're describing things. You are the characters' eyes and ears. Uh, remind characters about items uh, that they that they have if they forgot, and you happen to remember it, right? Like you remember you have that gemstone that has a one use of fireball, and you know this is not a bad situation for it, maybe, right? Remind them of th- oh that's right, I have that, I forgot about it, right? Now a lot of times you forget to, and if everybody forgets all. So such as life. Offer suggestions for spell uses that they might not remember. Uh, you know, let them know, like let let them use spells for things that a spell is not always designed for, like to open a gate, to pull a crystal through and throw it away, right? Let them find alternative uses for spells, work with them on their alternative uses for those spells, and remind them of, of, of a spell that might help. You know, you're having trouble with this guy, but if you cast friends, you might be able to get past them. Just saying. Offer them advice, right? It's okay. Help them help them navigate the situation. Use uh, inspiration and advantage as tools to help uh, the characters go into risky situations. I love to offer inspiration for characters who are willing to move the story forward, even if it's dangerous, right? If they say like, yeah, we can sit here all day worrying about this, or we can just run in and take care of it, give them something. Give them an advantage for doing so. Give them inspiration for doing so. Uh, that's a really—I love using inspiration to help draw the character's into the story and help move the pace forward. Uh, and, and especially when it puts their characters at a greater risk, Alter, uh, offer alternatives, right? You can charge the first one and attack. Uh, you can though, looking at it, you know they're gonna charge towards you. You could ready your action and wait till they get to you and then hit them on the way. And that way you're still inside the Paladin's aura. Remind them of these things, offer alternatives. You don't, you're not telling them what to do. You're just giving them a better view of the whole situation so that they have a better informed choice. All of this is about making sure that they, they, you're clarifying the situation. And clarify the impossibilities try as you might you you are pretty convinced you're never going to be able to just break this door down with traditional with traditional spells or magic or or force you're going to need to find the key just tell them get past the whole like i'm banging on again i bang it you know try as you might you are convinced looking at this door you're not going to be able to break free let them know when an impossibility exists so really this whole thing is about working with your players right how do you how do you make sure to be on their side Uh, making sure that you are seeing the world through the eyes of their characters and describing the world through the eyes of their characters so they understand the real situation of both their capabilities and what's going on in the world around them. D&D is a cooperative game and we're part of that cooperative. We are sitting with our players to share an awesome story together, right? We're watching the story uh, happen. That means sometimes that bad things are going to happen and we have to describe that. We don't want bad things to happen because the you know, the players were surprised by something the characters wouldn't have been surprised by, right? We want to build trust with the players. We want to, we want to describe the situation. We want them to understand it. Uh, we don't want to violate that trust. We want to be on their side. We don't want to hit them with gotchas, right? We don't want to offer them a suggestion and then, and then hose them because they chose it, right? They won't ever trust your suggestions again if you do that. The world in d d is cruel and brutal. We are not. The dice are cruel and brutal. We are not. We're on the player's side to watch an awesome story take place, to watch the story grow at our table. And we can only do that, really, uh, if we are on our player's side. I hope you enjoyed this video. I hope you found it useful. Uh, if you enjoyed it, uh, please subscribe to this channel. Uh, please follow my Patreon at patreon.com slash And thank you very much, and have a great day, and play some D&D.